With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. This next guest um, I'm excited to have is two-time All-Star, but... As you all know, we always talk about this. You got to have a resume coming on this show. Two-time All-Star, NBA champion, 2019 Most Improved Player. Now, the interesting thing about this guy being an NBA champion is, as you all know, there aren't many guys that can say they beat us, me, in an NBA Finals. LeBron being one. And obviously, the Raptors being the other one. I'm honored to have this next guest, my brother, Pascal Siakam. Thank you for coming on the show, bro. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it for having me. I don't, I'm not a podcast guy, but there's a couple of them that, I, you know, like when they tell me, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. So let's go. I appreciate that, man. I, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm, I'm over 2019 yet. I know we won a championship last year, but. No, nah, man. Come on, bro. It's, 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 it's hard you got to get over that. You got too many of those to be to do that. You got too many of those to say that. Like you got a lot of them. But see, here's what you haven't experienced, and it it is actually one of the worst things in the NBA that can happen to you, which is you go to the NBA finals and you lose. Right. Yeah. Nah. Because as you, as you know, celebrating that like it's great. Like you celebrate all summer, everything's fantastic, right? But I had the same short summer you had. Yes. <laughs> and so you 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 go that far and then you lose and it's like the worst experience of all times. Like you lose two months of your summer. Right. No, I I definitely agree with that because I, I remember like when I went through, we went through that year, like the whole sub the whole like season. And I started the season probably I was like 240 when I started the season. And once we got to the finals, I was probably like 218, 217. <laughs> like, bro, like I was like Skinny. I'm like, yo, like, this is crazy. So, like, I can just imagine, especially, like, you guys, like, LeBron, like, going through, like, like, going there in a row and, like, just having that type of time. And then the summer was, like, new to me because usually I'm like, yo, like, I'm in the summer. Like, that's my my, my favorite time of the year, basically, because, like, I'm, I'm in the gym every day. I'm working, like, just routine, routine. And 
you get to that point, it's like, man, like we don't even have a summer, you know? So like, it's, it's like yeah, it was crazy. So I, I, I can get that. I can definitely respect that for sure. Absolutely. But bro, I want to, I want to uh, start this off by going back to the beginning of your journey. Now this, you know, when, when I do these podcasts, um, you like to do research. Uh, so you know a lot about guys or in particular, we had a woman, our first woman last week, one of the ghosts, Candace Parker. Um, but you like to have information. I want to be 100% honest with you. I have the information that I know about you, and mm. I didn't want to do much research because I wanted to hear the story from you. I wanted to learn more about you from you. And so what I know, like born in Cameroon, um, you, you came over, played at New Mexico State, you know, you got to the NBA, but I don't know all the fillers, and I didn't want to because I wanted you to fill me in on that. So just start me off, like, take me back to Cameroon. What what age did you start playing basketball? Right. Um. Yeah. Started well because growing up in Cameroon, I, I, if you if you're from Cameroon and probably like a lot of countries in Africa, like when you grow up, you play you play soccer or football, mm -hmm. like the way, like they call it, and it's like that's the first thing you do. Like we never like you, you don't know anything else. Um, for me, I was lucky because my brothers played basketball. Like they started playing soccer, but then they started playing basketball. I'm the I'm the youngest, you know, of six, and and, and I have four brothers. Um, I have three brothers, and, and it's like yo, like they started playing basketball, and growing up, like I just I just you know watched them, and I was like, man, like maybe I'll try it. I was probably like, first time I started playing basketball, I was probably like 16, 17. Yeah, like it's like it's like my first time, and I remember we went with my friends. Like one of my friends, I came back because I was in boarding school. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm like going everywhere, but I was in boarding school. Like, and I came back. I usually come back for like the break, and I come back, and some of my friends was like, "Yo, like we going, we going to this camp, and it's is is this NBA player and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, like I have no idea. I don't I don't know anything about the NBA really." And and it was Luke Mute. and it was like, "Oh, okay, man, like this is." an NBA player, he's doing a camp, he's from Cameroon, and my friends was going, so they were like, all right, let's go. So I'm like, all right, cool, I have nothing to do. I'm like, I, I, I don't mind, you know? So um, I, I just went, and I was, I was one of the best players in the camp, um, and, and from that, I'm like, I didn't even know anything about basketball, you know? So it was just, like, super crazy that I was selected to that. And then after that, it was just, like, I went to Basketball Without Borders the year after. Um, I was probably, like, 17, almost 18. And it was like after that, it was just like, man, I'm 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 going to college in the NBA. Oh, I, I'm going to college and then the NBA. So it was like pretty crazy, it's pretty fast, like the way it happened. And and so at that point, you're pretty much just you're just going off all sure athleticism. Yes, that's it. Like literally, because I mean, in school, like I was always obviously I was probably I was probably one of the best in like just like running, uh, like like high jump, like we did all that stuff in school. So I'm like. I'm one of the best, but it was just like just pure athleticism, like from playing soccer and just like my stamina was good. So I could like run for days um, and and I could jump. So it was just literally just that, like literally just running and jumping, hustling and and doing that. And 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 that was just the first probably my first skill in basketball for sure. That's crazy. And one thing that I did here was that all of your brothers received uh, Division One scholarships to play mm -hmm. college basketball in yep. America. Yep. Yep. How 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 did how did that like th that come about? Where they're receiving D Division One scholarships? Like, what was the path for them to get that exposure? Yeah. No, the path for them is like obviously for me. Um, growing up in Cameroon, like I was blessed that my dad, like my dad, was like you know like he was okay like financially, like you know like we 
yeah, we we weren't like, you know, like we we had mostly everything that we needed. And he's like he always dreamed about basketball and like the NBA. Like like this was his thing. Like he he loved that. And and so he always saw that, oh, I mean, you know, like people that go in the NBA, they play college and then they go to the NBA. So like that was like his thing. So he was like, all right, I'm gonna do everything that I can to find a scholarship. So he he did all the work, like talk to the schools, like find schools. He had friends because he used to travel, go to the US, like back and forth, or like even even the friends. And so he had like connections. So he would just find, he found people, they they gave like, oh, okay, your your son can come here and play high school basketball or something. Like, cause they left earlier than me. I left when I was like 18 years old. Like I graduated high school and then I went to the US. My brothers, they went earlier. Like, so they started, they did probably like two years of high school or something like that, like probably each of them, and then was able to play high school basketball, get a scholarship, and then go go into the to the to the um to college. So how were you eventually spotted? Uh you ended up at New Mexico State. How were you eventually yep. spotted? So yeah, so I went to basketball without borders. After I went to basketball without borders, it was like, I mean, I got some attention, you know, from people. Uh, some people talked to my dad, and it was like, all right, like you can you can go, we're gonna find you a scholarship to go to like a prep school. I went to a prep school before in Texas. Um, and I probably did like, probably like a year there. And then after that, um, the, the, the prep school I went to, the coach, his son went to New Mexico state. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, so then his son went to New Mexico. So from there, that's when I, I, I learned about the coach. I had no offers really. Like I had no offers or anything like that. This, this, the, 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 the dad, he talked to the coach about me or whatever. And then from there it was like, all right, the coach likes me. This is my only college offer. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm in it. Like, so it was just like, it was just, that's just how it happened. <laughs> that's crazy. I had no offers at all. Like, I don't. Man, when you came in, the, you you eventually go on to be the 27th pick in the NBA draft. But again, I'm going to be totally honest with you. My first year playing against you when you were with the Toronto Raptors, I'm like, yo, this like, all right, this guy's athletic, but like, I can go help. Like, Mm-hmm. I can help off. I can go plug the gap. Like, I don't really have to worry about this guy much other than, like, him slashing, cutting, getting to the rim, offensive rebound. And then it's like the next year you came back. <laughs> and you're a totally different player. All of a sudden, now you got the ball in your hands. You sh- you pulling up in the midi. You shooting a three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like, who is this guy? Like, how did he get this good this fast? Obviously, your work ethic is... Tremendous. I've seen you work. Uh, we've trained in the gym with some of the same people, Travel Gaines, Athletic Gaines with James. Yep. And I, I know how hard you work. But if if you had to point to one or two people to say, without these people, mm-hmm. I would not be as good as I am, who would you point to outside of just your pure work ethic? Right. Um, yeah, no, nah, for sure. Like, I think again, like it, it takes, a, it takes a village for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like to be able to, to get to, to this level. Um, and I, and I probably had a bunch of people in, in college that like, um, one of the coaches in college, it was, his name was Preston. Like we was, we was in the gym every day. Like literally New Mexico state. I mean, we in Las Cruces, there's not much to do. Like we, we, like, you're not going to go out there and find like, you know, places to go where you're going to go party and all that. Like, you got to drive like 45 minutes to go party somewhere. Like, and that was in El Paso in Texas. Like, so I'm like, yo, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not doing that just to party. Like I can't. So I'm like, F the parties. I'm, I'm in the gym every day. Like, you know, we working out every single day. So that was like college. And then we get to the NBA. Um, I remember like my first time meeting Rico Hines. Like that was for me, that was like the first person like that 
I got to work with, like, really, like, you know what I mean? Like, we sat and just just build a plan together. And I remember my first time meeting him, um, I think it was the first year they started doing, like, you can go put your name in a draft and then, like, you see if you want to you do it or not. Like, I think it was, like, mm-hmm. I saw like, the first year they did that. So, which I think was a blessing. So I'm 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 going there, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm working out with Rico. Like it was like my agent knows Rico. They went to UCLA together. Um, so it's like that relationship already. And and I get there, and I'm like, all right, like I'm trying to test the waters. Like I want to see, like I want to see if I can if I can make this happen. And my first time working out with Rico, and we played a little bit. Like the first time he saw me, like he was like, yo, like. I don't even know what you're thinking about. Like, stop, stop thinking. Like, like I don't, I don't want you to think about testing the waters, whatever the case might be. Like, you an NBA player. Like, I don't want to hear nothing. Like, going back to school is gonna be a waste of time. Cause I remember at that time, like, I was really debating. Cause, like, my dad, like, he loved basketball, but like, his thing was like, yo, we got to finish school. Like, he was so big on that. Like, we got to finish school. Like, I don't want nobody just like going out there with no education. So. Like, that was always playing in the back of my mind. Like, yo, like, I want to be able to get my degree and all that, you know. So, but then, like, once once we had that conversation with Rico, man, like, he just put so much, like, confidence in me. Like, so much, like, you know, like, I, I've never really had, like, I've had that before. Obviously, my family, you know what I mean? But, like, people outside of that, like, um, just just believing in me. And, like, from that first day, it was like, yo, like, like, like let's do this. Like, you, you, you ready? And and after that, it was like, man, like you go out there every summer, we're in the gym every single day, just grinding. Like I'm there 24 seven, you know what I mean? Whenever you're looking for me in the summer, I'm in the gym, you know, and <laughs> the person, like he's the person that's there with me. So um, like that, that's a guy that I can definitely say like, yo, like, you know, we, we put the work in like, and, and he was always there committed to the work every single day. I man, Rico is incredible. I, you know, a, a lot of us have had the opportunity to be touched by Rico. Obviously, not um, for a lot for most guys, not to the extent that you have. But I just want to make sure on this show yeah, that yeah. Rico Hines get the love that he deserves. You know, I, 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 and 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 just pointing at you, like a uh, all NBA player, uh, an All Star. And, like, I've watched you guys grind from the beginning of your career to all of a sudden the entire Toronto Rock, t- Toronto Raptors team is, is out in, in L.A. trying to get better. And, 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 and I personally, I think that all stems from your success and yeah. watching you and everything that you've done and the growth that you've had. Brother, I take my hat off to you because... Thank you, I, thank you. Appreciate I mean, you you literally went from a guy that they were spotting up in the corner that was not a corner shooter yeah. to like all of a sudden, <laughs> you like you out of nowhere becomes the second option, and like all right, like most guys can't take that next step to to become the number one option, bro. It's amazing, and so I just want you to know, man, I take my hat off to you as as a competitor, as someone who got to guard you. Um, right. Like when I guarded you well in the finals, we won. Clearly, I couldn't guard you well enough. We lost. You know what I'm saying? So, much respect, bro. Nah, I appreciate it, bro. Nah, nah, for sure. Nah, and and that 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 means a lot because at the end of the day, like for 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 me, like I just I just feel like you know you put the work in and you do everything that you're supposed to do. But I think just like getting, especially being in Toronto too, like we don't like nobody really like like people. There's a joke around. It's like nobody really cares, right? Like so, I think that just to see that respect, you know, from somebody that that's done it at the highest level. You know what I mean? Like that, that means a lot for sure. No, no doubt. I appreciate it. And 
so y'all win the y'all win the NBA Finals your third year. Um, <clears throat> the the two years leading up to that, uh, Kyle and Demar, leaders of the team, and yep. you guys are having great regular seasons, great mm-hmm. regular seasons, and eventually you run into LeBron in the playoffs yep. and can't quite get over the hump. It's like it almost looked like LeBron's just all right. I'll get to the Raptors and I'll win, no right. problem. Right, right, right. You guys then go on to trade Demar. Uh, for Kawhi Leonard, when mm-hmm. when you see that trade happen, I'm 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 super close to Demar. I know you have a relationship with Demar as well. So number one, you see that trade happen. Uh, what are you thinking about the business of basketball? Number one, to see your number one player get traded, yep. and at that early in your career, what are you thinking about the business? But then also, what are you thinking when you see that y'all got Kawhi Leonard coming in? Right. Yeah, no, I think that, like, obviously, like, instantly, like, the first thing is just the shock value of everything, right? Like, because I think for, for everyone, we saw DeMar in Vegas. Like, we saw DeMar in Vegas before all that. So, like, for us, it's like, yo, we saw DeMar. We have our, our, our meetings that we usually do. We're in Vegas. It's summer league coming up. Like, so we, we're we hanging out. So, like, I see DeMar. So, from that, it was just, like, the shock value of it. It's like, yo, like, what is happening? Like, I, I'm just, I'm confused and and obviously, like for someone that's just close to Demar and like just love him as a person, like bro, like Demar as a player, he was always one of my favorite players. I always used to tell him, like when we, we, even when he was on our team, I'm like, yo, like you one of my favorites, like like just the mid range, like the things like he just looked so easy and effortless for him, like the way he was doing it. Um, so I think just from being a fan and also and then also being like his teammate and his brother, I'm like I'm hurt, right? Because I'm like, yo, like mm-hmm. this is this is crazy, and and like you said, it's early on in my career. I'm thinking like like this can like if that happened to Demar like I don't I can't even imagine what's gonna happen to me you know what I mean so <laughs> so that's the way I'm thinking about it like yo like this is crazy um so those are the first things and then after after the shock value everything calmed down you're upset you're mad you know like you, you in your room you, you're upset about everything but then after that you think about like the player that you're getting and in Kawhi Leonard like another person that I watched you know what I mean for me like just. Someone I went to San Diego State, mid-major. I was a mid-major. Like he he came in the NBA. Like he wasn't really like like doing all these things. Like he was a defender. Like he was, it was, it was this and that. And then he became this huge star. So that's another person that I'm like, yo, like I watch from far. And I'm like, yo, like he, his game is dope. And 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 so from that, I'm just like, yo, I'm excited. Like, yo, like this is crazy. You know, like getting an opportunity to play with someone like that. And 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 being on the same team, being able to learn from him. Um, so after so after the shock, it was just like kind of like an excitement to see like, yo, what can we do with this person? Because we've got a player that's you know that's like really, 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 really good. You know, so yeah. And you know, you guys, you know, summer plays out. You guys going to training camp. Are you thinking at that time like that Kawhi? It's possibly the guy that gets us over the hump. Because, again, you, what you just mentioned was, hey, you're in Toronto where no one's talking championships. Like, it's Toronto. Like, basketball isn't that – and, and let, like, basketball has grown in Toronto over the last 15, 20 years. But hockey's the biggest thing in Toronto, hockey and Drake. Like, and, I mean, and now – Now, no, 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 that was the case. But okay. now you guys have changed okay. that. But that change also comes with winning a championship. For sure. When your rookie year, that wasn't the case. Like, it, but then you guys win a championship, and now a lot of people care about the about the Raptors. But 
are you thinking at that point, you guys are going into camp, you got Kawhi Leonard like, yo, this team can possibly win a championship. Is, is that the conversation around the team going in? Um, I, I don't think if for us, like for me, if I don't think for Kawhi, I think it was, you know, but for mm-hmm. us, it's just like, again, obviously, like we've never done it before. So like, you know, like obviously we want to be, we always had great, great teams, you know, like we go to playoffs, we do everything. So we, we thinking we're a great team, but at the end of the day, you don't really think ahead of that. Like you don't really think like, like it doesn't get in your mind right away. You know what I mean? Because it's just like something that you really haven't done. Um, but but just looking at our roster and the players that we have, I'm like, yo, like we have a we have a damn good team. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm thinking, you know. But I don't I don't know to what extent. Like I don't yeah. know how it's gonna work with Kawhi. We never played together. Like like so at that point, I'm like I don't I don't know what's happening. You know, like I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was, it was Nick was the coach. Like all these different things. Like it's it's just a little different and. And I had I had literally no idea what was gonna happen at that point, you know. Like so, I couldn't I couldn't really pinpoint like from the beginning of the season. I couldn't see that. I couldn't see it right away. Sure. No, While the season was going, then you kind of like, oh my god, like this is it's getting interesting, you know. Like I think that's that's what I would say. Yeah. You guys end up matching up uh, with 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 the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round of the playoffs, and um, obviously. We all know Kawhi hit the hit the big shot in the corner, bounce, bounce, it drops in. But I thought there was something interesting uh, that that took place in that series uh, with a with with a fellow Cameroonian for yourself and and Joel and B. And you came out then and you said he's a fake tough guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I I would like to know a number one. What made you say that then? And and where do y'all relationships stand now being, yeah. you know, two guys from the same country? Right. No, I think it's just, it's all love. Cause I think he's where I'm from, you know, I'm from Douala. He's from Yaoundé, right? Like we, if you, if you're from Cameroon or you know anything about Cameroon, like those are the two cities, right? It's like Douala, Yaoundé. And it's always back and forth. Like, just like always talking trash beef like whatever you want to call it we have the best city we have the best girls we have the best parties like we always you know so it's always like like that that little back and forth so i think for 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 us like just going back and playing against each other like every time we do it's like it's always that like that little like i just want to do better for my city because i know that you know <laughs> we're better than y'all you know like saying like so that, that's always that so and you know joel like he's not gonna hold his tongue he's not gonna hold his punches like he's gonna He's gonna talk. He's gonna do all that. And when we play against each other, he's gonna make sure that I don't score. Like he's gonna like be there helping, <laughs> do whatever he gotta do. Like you know what I mean? Like just because of that. But but in, in in terms of our, our relationship, like actually, like it's like no, nah, like we we cool. You know what I mean? Like we talk all the time, and it's like it's always love. Like at the end of the day, like two kids from where are we from, like being at this level, like it's it's unheard of. You know what I mean? Like obviously we had our big brothers that was there before. It's like. Like the Lungba Mute, like like the Bumche Bumche, like all those people. But to be at this level, like and play where we at, like it's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so definitely we feel blessed and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, once we go on the court, like it's beef. Like we 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 at it. Ain't no friends. <laughs> Ain't no friends on this court. I'm at your neck. <laughs> um, obviously that plays out. We end up, you know, go through the conference finals. Then we end up playing against each other in the NBA Finals. And we come into that series, Kevin Durant's out, 
uh, you guys immediately take control of the series. Kevin Durant comes back in game four. Game yeah. three. Game, game four. Game four. It might have been game four. Game yeah, yeah. four. And when Kevin Durant comes back, I look up six minutes to go on the clock, and we got 36 points. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, it's six minutes to go in the first quarter. We got 36 points. Yeah. When you see Kevin Durant come back, he's clicking like that. We're yep. clicking. What's the thought in your mind at that point? Bro, I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. So before the game, like, so we, you guys are working out and stuff. Like, and at first it was like, it was always like a debate. Like, oh, is KD going to play? Whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we get there and it's like, yo, like he's warming up. And I was like, all right, all right, I bet. Like KD's here. He's playing. Like, it's a little like, all right, all right, man. Like we're not, we're not expecting this, but whatever. Like we like, okay, we we kind of like thinking still in our heads, because you know, like you said, we took control control of the series. So in our heads, we're thinking like the momentum is on us. Like we have the momentum, like we're still good, you know. But we get in that game, bro. Like, oh my God. Like, I don't think KD, like, I don't think he touched the like the rim like one time. Like, I don't I don't even think he touched the net. Like he shot the ball, and I don't think that like I don't think he touched the net, bro. Like it was just like straight. Like he was pulling from like whatever. Like, that shit was like <laughs> was crazy, like water, like nothing. Like <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just like, yo, this is gonna be a long night. Like at that point, like literally, like if there was like any panic, like at any time, I think it would have been like that point, like when KD like came back. Cause it was just like for us, like we felt like we matched up well with you guys, you know what I mean? Like, and and obviously, like it's tough to guard, like play Steph like obviously with you like all the things like the movement like all, all your offense and everything that you guys do and it's like yo it's crazy but then you add KD that we would feel like yo like he's really like unguardable it feels like because like some of the time you gotta <laughs> hope that he miss right like you gotta do your best and like challenge it the best that you can and just hope that it missed so absolutely it was just like yo like adding KD and the way he was playing like he started that game it was like yeah like it was a little the little panic right there. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, for sure. And then obviously Kevin gets hurt. Actually, this game that's game five Kevin came back. Because Kevin gets hurt in game five. We go back to Golden State game six. Clay gets hurt in game six. And so that was definitely game five. But um, walk me through the feeling. Uh, you know, you guys eventually close the series in game six, going to the first championship uh, for the Toronto Raptors. But your first, your first championship, Walk me through that feeling of getting over that hump and 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 then you like, wow, like, wait, we we're NBA champions. Walk me right. through that initial feeling. Cause I'll tell you something. For me personally, obviously, I've been fortunate enough to win four. And I'll tell you what, you win that first one, and it's the most amazing thing in your life. You win the second one, third one, fourth one, and the most amazing thing to me after that is seeing the guys who win it for the first time. So you got guys now on a team who hasn't won one, and, like, you celebrate with those guys. And seeing the guys who won it the first time is the most amazing thing. Talk to me. Walk me through that feeling of winning that first championship. Yeah, no, like, it was uh, it's crazy. Because um, I, I just think that for us, like like you said, like, we've had that talk of, like, oh, yeah, the Raptors going to go. They're going to have a great regular season. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. So, like, we, we hear that all the time. And and I heard it when I was with Kyle, Demar, and all those guys. And obviously, I was I was younger coming up, um, but but that's all we heard. So I think you already have that that in your mind. And 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 I think for us, like just winning was like, yo, like this is like we actually did it. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't just like it was like a team where like everyone like kind of like played a part in like winning a championship. Like obviously, you remember the Kawhi shot and all those different things, but. Like, you know, Milwaukee series, Fred coming back and hitting all those threes, you know, even even in, in the finals against you guys, like those three, like me making the shot, like, you know, Mark, like Kyle, that first, that game six coming up, like going crazy, you know, like that first quarter. Um, You just think about all those moments, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like amazing, bro. Like just like the the hard work that you put in. And and just like that that joy that you get from like knowing that you are the best team in the NBA, like it's just it's just incredible. Um and 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 the other part of that is the city, like the country. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't it's like okay, I I'm obviously like you win as as the, the Warriors, right? Like you San Francisco, yeah. everyone is happy and stuff, but imagine you won that and the whole US is like it's excited, you know, like so that's absolutely how you know what I mean? Like a whole country is excited about it. Like God, people are going crazy. Like you hear stories till today. Like I'm, I still hear stories of people being like, "Man, like that championship. I remember where I was. Like I remember. Like you, you can't even. You don't even know what that brought to me, my family, like things like that. So I think that's just what makes it like so so much sweeter. Nah, I think I, that that's amazing, man. I, and I always wonder about that feeling, which actually brings me to my next question because when it happened, I looked and I'm like, how can you walk away from that? Uh, shortly after that, two weeks, not even, you get the news that Kawhi Leonard is leaving and going to the L.A. Clippers. Mm. Quite frankly, 
I'm not sure how you can walk away from having an in, in, entire. Right. I mean, I feel like Kawhi would have owned Canada had he stayed. <laughs> like, and, and you know, he walked away. What's the mindset then? Once once you realize, like, yo, we're losing Kawhi, right. and not only are we losing Kawhi because. You know, when you look back at it, not often do you lose stars or people like that for nothing. Mm-hmm. And when you look back at it, like, that was the deal. Like, that was the risk. Like, Masai makes the trade for Kawhi. He got one year left on his contract. And you, you're you risking him walking off, but ultimately in hopes that you get a championship. So you accomplish the goal. Yep. But on the flip side, you'd hope that the goal that you accomplish allows you to run it up a little longer Right. And then Ka- Kawhi leaves. What what's the mindset once once y'all f- find out that Kawhi is leaving and headed to the LA Clippers two weeks later? Yeah. Um, I think well, it's like mixed, right? Like I think at the end of the day, like for me, it was just like man, like if if there's one person that I would see do that, it would be Kawhi. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like in my head, like that would be the only like the one person that I'd be like, yo, like I can see him like doing that because you know the way he conducts his business. The way he is, like all the things that he does, like it's always in like just like a particular way, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, I think for me, like I'm thinking, like man, like and like I don't think he can leave, but at, a, at the same time, I'm like yo, like it's Kawhi, right? Like Kawhi is gonna respect <laughs> it. He's gonna do what he wants, like and and much power to him because I, I like that's who he is as a person, you know what I mean? Like that's how he's always been conducting anything. So um, obviously, like you hurt because it's like, yo, like, what can we, like, we look at our team, it's like, yo, like, we can really do this, you know what I mean? I'm evolving, Fred is evolving, everyone is getting, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's growing to their own, and we're thinking, like, yo, we can really build something special. Um, And, and Kawhi leaves, so it was just like, man, like, this is, this is, it was, it was sad, like, it hurt, but at the same time, like, I can't, like, like I said, like, I can only see Kawhi do that, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and it didn't really feel like, oh, you know, like, because I, I can see that happening. Like, I, I'm not totally, like, surprised by, by it, you know, at the same mm-hmm. time. So, yeah. Did Kawhi make a mistake? Did Kawhi make a mistake? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say he made a mistake. Like, that's that's crazy to say because, you know, like, at the end of the day, man, like, I think, as we all know, it's like the man happiness and, like, and like mm-hmm. being, you know, doing what you, you want to do and, and being in a place that's going to make you the most happy, like, that's the most important thing above all, you know, like mm-hmm. I love Kawhi as a, as a brother, someone that, that we won a championship together, but like, I would never like be like, Oh, you made the wrong, the, the wrong choice. You know what I mean? Just cause he made a choice that was good like for him, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and I respect it. Um, but do I wish that? And, and I look at it in hindsight, like, yo, like if it was on our team, like wow, we would look, you know, yeah. like, yeah, maybe it would look a little different, but I can't, I can't blame the man for, for making a decision for, for himself and his family. No, I can appreciate that, man. You watch, you watch people in this league that think like our lives belong to them, or 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 our decision making belongs to 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 everyone else. And so I I can appreciate your stance on that because I I watched like when Kevin Durant first came to us, and like people were mad at him. Like how how can you be mad at someone? for deciding what they want to do with their life. Like, you don't just wake up and go to the gym. Like, you wake up, you live in that city. You wake up, like, everything that you do, like, that's a huge part of it. So I can appreciate your stance on that. Yeah, no, it's a lot that comes with that. Like, it's it's so much more. Like, and you understand it. Like, and you know, I think for us, we understand it. And and I want to say one thing about, like, because it's one thing that I really hate. It's like this whole thing now, like, people are betting and stuff. 
Like it's probably like that culture is like the craziest thing to me. Cause like people would literally like, like really wish you like death because they missed whatever they was betting on. Like it's the craziest thing to me. Like, <laughs> I just want to say like, I don't like it. <laughs> and stop messaging me about you lost your poly. I don't care. I don't really, <laughs> I can care less if you miss your poly today, tomorrow, like whatever you did, whatever you bet, I really could care less, bro. Like I don't care. <laughs> it does not matter. It doesn't That's matter. Me. Yeah, I still got to and me and, and, and my, the people that I love. Like, I don't care about nothing else. Absolutely, man. A few more questions. I'm going to get you out of here. I know you in Philly want to get on with your evening. I appreciate you taking the time. All right, in 2022, you were not named an All-Star, mm. but you made All-NBA team. Right. <laughs> which, to me, is, like, kind of crazy yeah. because... It's actually harder to make all NBA yeah. than it is to be an all-star. Right. What did you make of that when you see your name come out in the all NBA team and you like, I, I didn't even make all-star? You like, yeah. what did you make of that? I was just I was confused. Cause again, like it just for me, I don't I I I don't understand like the criteria. Like I don't understand anything. I don't understand the criteria of like what it is to be an all-star or all NBA, MVP, like all these different things. Like I'm just literally like lost in all of that. So like I was confused. Obviously, I felt like I was an all-star, but then it didn't it didn't happen. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'm just continuing my season. I'm, you know, I'm balling, I'm doing whatever. And then I get all NBA. It was just like, I was just confused, like to be honest with you. Like I d I don't know, I don't know how it works. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and I just learned for me, like with everything that happened in my life, like I control the things that I can control. And then the rest of it, like, man, like I could really care less. Like all I care about is just doing doing what I love, going out there playing, control what I can control. And and I'm not going to stress over things that I can't really control. So people pick who's all NBA and all-star and all that. And that, and that happens. And, and I just go with it. And, and speaking of that, um, there's been a lot of news lately. Uh, and I'm sure we'll probably see it soon with the new CBA coming up. But there's been a lot of, a lot of news about uh, criterias as you just spoke on for all NBA, for All Star, but in particular for these major awards, uh, MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, in which you won, um, and should there be a game limit and all of these things? Where do you stand on that? Should there be a, a, a certain amount of games that you have to play in order to uh, con- in order to be rewarded uh, right. with one of those major awards? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do think so. Cause, cause I, I think that like, um, it, it takes, it takes a lot. And, and, and most of the time, like, obviously like when I was coming up and I, and I think for me being just like one of the, one of the players, you know, spying up in a corner and just, you know, and just, and just playing defense and running and doing all that. Like, it's like, it takes a lot, but at the same time, it's like, man, like you play 20 minutes a night or whatever, like you cool, you know, like, and I think that there's some people that, like out there playing 30 plus every single night, like like people like you guys that go to the playoffs, go to the finals and do it like consistently. I think that that just makes it like so much harder, like being out there doing it every day on a consistent basis. Like, like you know what I mean? Like it just, I think it just makes it like so much harder and, and it takes like so much. Like, like that's why I admire people like, you know, the LeBrons and those people that like, Man, like it's it's crazy to do it consistently in that amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and every day putting the work in, not missing really games. I mean, unless you're really really injured, um, and and just doing it 
every single day. I think that's what makes it hard. Cause I think there's a lot of people that can do it, you know, like you can do it one year or you can do it, you know, for 30 games, 40 games, you know, but can you do it for 82 games for five, six, seven, eight seasons? You know, like, I think that's what makes the greats who they are. And that's what, you know, for me, a player, like you strive for that, you know, like I want to play as many games as, as I can, put the work in to be the best, like for the longest that I can. And, and, and I feel like that's what makes it like, like really special. So yeah, if you ask me, I would say, I would say, yeah, it should, it should matter. Like how many games you played, you know, to be able to win the words. No doubt. Uh, a foreign player yourself, uh, this league has grown in tremendous ways. It's a very global game, a global league. And top three this year for the MVP race is international players. I think that says a lot about the game. I think that says a lot about the growth of, you know, basketball in other countries is huge. But if you had a vote, uh, who are you voting for MVP this year? Oh yeah, if I had to vote for MVP, I mean like, um, obviously it's got to be it's got to be like you know my Cameroonian brother like it's got to be like you know it's got to be and be like, um, I think that um, you know he's doing it, you know at all like he's been doing it for years but like just you know this year doing it at an incredible level, um, and and he's just he's just playing unbelievable basketball like the team is winning, um, he's doing it on both ends of the floor, um, and. And and I'm sure there's like a lot of other people out there that deserve it, like you know, like the Tatum's and and the, the Jokic and like all these people. But I think for me, like you know, I obviously I might be biased, but at the same time, <laughs> like, like I'll, it would be awesome to see someone from where I'm from like win an MVP. Like that would be crazy. It's crazy inspiration, like just to know that, like man, like this, this is really possible. Like, um, and and not only that, not only that I'm biased, I think he also deserves it. No, for sure. I think I think he's deserving as well. I I must say, and I, I now know Joel listens to this stuff because he bust my ass last week because of something I said on here. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw that out there. But I must say, uh-huh. after he had that conversation with me at half court about why he just played the way he played, hmm. for him to not play versus Denver, uh-huh. especially Especially the way he dropped Joker off in Philly. Like, he really right. went at Joker in Philly. Right. He got the best of that matchup that night. I was a little disappointed that he didn't play in Denver that night. Right. I must say that. Right. But right. you just said something very interesting. And and it's a real thing, what you said. I may be biased. And, I, and I, what I want to say to that is, you probably are biased. And right. you are. There's no probably. You are biased. Now... It's a good bias because Joel is right there. It's not like you're saying some random, like Joel should be MVP. But my point with that is the people who are making these decisions are also biased. And that's one of the issues that I have with these awards because you think about these awards. These awards decide if you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. These awards decide how you're going to be viewed and what you put 15, 20 years of your life and two ultimately in the long run. And like you have these people voting and I just disagree with the voting criteria. Like, I mean, like who's voting? Like, like I I don't quite understand that because there are biases. Just like you just said, I'm I'm a little biased. You can't tell me like 
if I if I'm up for defensive player of the year and it's me versus someone, do you think Kendrick Perkins wouldn't be biased towards me as defensive player, like voting for me defensive player, even if I'm deserving? Like I 100 percent think he'd be biased. And so, right. like, what do you make of like who's voting for these awards and right. like the like the way it's determined? Because another thing it does is it determines how much money you make. And that's crazy to me. For sure. Yeah, no. It's it's pretty crazy. And 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 I think for me, that's why, like, like I said, like I've I've just disconnected myself totally from that just because I'm like, yo, like I, I really don't understand it. Like I, I don't get it. You know, and and like you said, it's like just just people voting for that. And yeah, some some might have biases, you know, like so it's like, like what do you what do you do? Like I'm saying, do who do we make to, to to have these votes? Like I don't know. Like who do we choose instead of those people to vote? Like do we have computers voting? Like what what do we do? You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like it's it's just so hard, and 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 I feel like yeah, it's gonna be biased. Like and and it's hard. Like it's like who do you? I, I just don't know how to respond to it because I'm like who do you put in that position to make those votes? Like like who do, would you suggest like to to be to be voting for L, all NBA and like all this stuff? Like, what do you think? I think, I think, I think just like other things, coaches, um, because like there's a way of doing that, that you can't vote for your player, right? Like you you can't vote for your guy. I think they have a better sense. They watch the most film. Like they, like, I just think it has to be a better way in deciding these things. Now, what you, I know the argument that they would make as coach, well, some coaches would do this so you don't make as much, like, Right. I don't think there's a perfect answer. Yeah. But I do think at some point it has to be addressed. Like, like for instance, all-star starter. Maybe there's a situation of media carries this much weight. Coaches mm-hmm. carry this much weight. And then we, like, you know, we equal out the two in some way. But I just think the way that it's done right now, yeah. I'm just not totally sure. It's I agree tough, with man. It. It's hard. That's why, like I told you, bro, like, I, I try to... I try to just like, man, like I, I can control it. Whatever happens, happens, you know. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, something, uh, two more questions. Number one, uh, your name came up in a ton of trade rumors. And, you know, I, I kept watching y'all games and watching your, and checking the box scores when I didn't get a chance to watch. Play steady, same thing, doing what you do, not being bothered by that. How do you handle all of the trade rumors, because your name come up every year, just, I mean, and quite frankly, it's just because of how good you are. Your name's going to keep coming up. How do you handle that, um, you know, when those all those trade rumors are coming up? Yeah, no, it's tough. It was it was tough early on. Like, I think that, you know, like, early on, like, for me, like, just seeing that, and 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 I think that I was, I mean, I'm not a huge social media person, but, but at the same time, like, early on, like, I was really on social media. I'll, I'll go on Twitter, like, I'll check what's going on, like, like I'll be on Instagram, you know, I'll see the comments, and, and you know, like, and even the worst thing you can ever, like, possibly do, like, if you're a young player coming up, like, don't ever, like, go on Twitter and put your name in, like, it's probably the worst thing you, <laughs> you type your name on the search bars, like, it's it's horrible, like, don't do it, you know, like, and and, and I, I'll do, I'll do that, like, as, as a young player. And I think for me, like, just what I understood from, like, just going through it, like, the trades, like, you know, with Demar and, like, all the stuff that I saw, um, all these things happening, like, seeing, like, how someone can be loved and then the next minute, you know, you're the, you're the worst person in the world, like, um, going through the pandemic, like, like, all these different things, like, I just, like, learned, like, for me as a person, like, to, 
to disconnect myself with like with that. You know, like I I try to, you know, I'm not on Instagram all the time. Like I I, I just I just make sure that I have control over like what I do. Like what do I follow? Like who do I who do I, you know, like, you know, what pages do you follow? Like what do you see every day when you wake up? Like and all those different things. And I try to just like have my mental right in a, in a space where like I'm focusing on what matters. You know, I'm mm-hmm. focusing on my family, I'm focusing on my team and playing basketball, the game that I love and and try my best. It's hard, obviously. Like it's it's, it's hard. Like you want to be on Instagram all the time, you want to be on Twitter, you want to check these things. But I just think that what changed for me was just being able to have that balance and knowing like what really matters and 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 trying to just like disconnect, you know, whenever I need it. And um it's been it's been the best thing for me because because it's helped me to just be kind of like level headed headed and and just like knowing that like, yo, like I gotta come in and do my job every single day, no matter ups and downs, bad game, good game. I still gotta show up at, at nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the gym and work out. I still gotta I still have a game the next day. You know what I mean? Like I still have these things Absolutely. happening. And and once I just like understood that, like I was able to just be like, man, whatever happens, happens. And, and, and yeah, like you're also fortunate that being at a certain level, like I feel like my value is the same everywhere. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. as long as I'm doing the work in, like wherever I'm at, like I, I'll be, I'll, I'll have the same value just because of the work that I put in. And and so I just try not to focus on what I can't control. No doubt. And before we get out of here, um, <clears throat> there's a rule in the NBA that if, if, if an owner of an NBA team is the lead investor on a deal, we can invest, which I think is like some old rule that needs to be changed because quite frankly, like you look at, at, at the owners of NBA teams today, they are some of the most powerful people in business. Like you look at a Michael Rubin who recently just sold, but like Michael Rubin is one of the most powerful businessmen soon to be of our generation. You know, um, Joe Lacob, who's, who's, you know, one of the majority owners of the Warriors, He's huge in the tech space. Peter Goober is huge in the film and producing space, who's another majority. Yet, if they're in the deal, I can't quite participate in it. And it's the same for you, uh, obviously, as an NBA player. But the question I wanted to ask you was this, and it's a two-part question. Obviously, the BAL, uh, Basketball African League, which I'm sure you're, I know you're super familiar with, um, would you want to own a team in that league mm-hmm. and say at some point in your career, maybe later in your career, because you'll probably make another few hundred million dollars here in the NBA. <laughs> but but um, at some point in your career, if they said, Pascal, we want you to go play in the BAL, we'll give you ownership of a team or we'll allow you access to ownership of the team that you're going to play for, mm-hmm. but you'd have to go play in that league. Would that be something that you would entertain? Uh, if 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 you were given the opportunity at ownership in the BAL league, because I think that league is going to grow right. crazy over yeah, the next no, five think, to ten years. Yeah, I think for sure. Like, I think for for me, obviously, I want to be involved in that. You know, like I think that as a, as an African player, um, someone that came up and 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 for us to be able to just kind of like you know be the voice and 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 the the, the you know like the younger people the generation see us and they see joel they see me they see all the african players and like they want to be like us and i think that we're just part of like that 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 machine that's growing the game in africa you know what i mean like as mm-hmm. obviously with nba and, and and all those those other other entities and 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 i would i would definitely love to to be an owner an owner of, of a team you know bal like that would be crazy to me like being from africa and and, and being able to do that 
And, and, you know, I don't know, maybe in my career, if I'm like old, maybe, yeah, like you, you'd be like, yo, let's, let's go and play over there. And, and, and if the game is growing the way it is over there and like, which the growth that you talked about, like if it's going that way, um, like, yeah, like why not? But owning a team for sure. Like, and, and like, I, that's something that I would love to do and, and being a part of it, you know? So no, hopefully that sure. can I think, yeah, yeah. I, I hope it can happen for you. I, because what 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 brought me to the idea was like uh, a couple of years ago, Andrew Bogan, who's a former teammate of mine, taught me a ton. Um, he went back. He he's, he's part owner of the Sydney Kings in Australia, um, and he went back and he played for the team. They won a championship, <laughs> and like to go to like to think this man just went and played for his own team, helped him win a championship. How great that is for for their brand as a team and continuing to grow. But also he gets to participate in the upside. You know, it's like for us, like you want to, you want a championship for the Toronto Raptors. You don't get to participate in the upside of that. Like I won four championships here with the Golden State Warriors. I don't get to participate in the upside of that. And I just think like, again, it's one of those old tired rules where it's like, no, we understand ownership at this point as players, you know, like we're more privy to information now Yes, maybe that was a rule in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when we weren't privy to the information that we're or that we're privy to now. But we understand ownership now and to be able to participate in the upside of the asset that you're driving, mm -hmm. I think is long overdue. And when I was looking at the BAL League, because it's something that I've actually researched and been watching, because at some point I would love to be involved. And I right. just wanted to know your take, um, you know, as yeah. an African-born player. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I think that, like, again, like, I think just having, knowing that, you know, like, even for you to be, be go out there, do the research and, 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 you know, like, you're not just going to research anything, you know what I mean? I think that just shows that for us, like, how the game is growing, you know, obviously the, the NBA is, is involved, so it makes it, you know, like, <laughs> already like a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. And just to know that, like, man, like, there's going to be young, young kids out there in Africa that could go to that league one day and then be able to find themselves in the NBA. Or maybe it grows to a level where it's big enough where some people will just go out there and they play, they live a good life and, and and you know, like, and they play the game, they play basketball and they, they stay in, in Africa and, and and do great things, you know? So I, I just, I hope that like, yeah, like it, it keeps growing and, and, and yeah, I just, I, I hope that we, we can get an opportunity to, to be involved in that. My brother, Pascal Siakam, NBA champion, although it burns me to say that <laughs> one. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thank you so much. Welcome back anytime. No, I appreciate it for sure. No, and, and again, want to give you your flowers. Appreciate you, everything that you do. And and obviously, like being, being able to do what you did, you know, and winning those championships and being a, a part of that organization. Like, And another person that for me, you know, you watch and he's like, man, like he's doing all these things on the floor. I want to be able to do all those things on the floor, you know? So, um, nah, that's, it's great. And I appreciate it for having me. Thank you, brother. You're much better than me. I appreciate <laughs> you though, champ. I appreciate <laughs> it, bro. Nah, Thank you. It. Thank you. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.